Morning, Schwartzy. How are you? Oh, doing okay. Um, had uh, breakfast, land down to breakfast, and the sun's coming up over the Great Divide, so life's pretty good. Nearly had but to put a jacket on here busier this Busier than ever. Yeah, I, well, me too, but, but I nearly had to put a jacket on, speaking of weather. We got down, the, it was 60, 65 degrees here the other morning, something like that. I had a cold front roll through. Man, cold. <laughs> 65 or <laughs> it was 51 here this morning. Man. So, headed out to the ranch for the weekend and it, well, it'll probably be highs. It, it probably won't get to 65 for a high out there is that so you sent the picture of the cobbler and that was rude by the way i mean it was <laughs> showed up at a time where i was really craving a little sweet i didn't even comment on it i don't think yeah i did finally took me a while to get over yeah you put a uh winnie, <laughs> winnie the, the pooh putting his uh bib <laughs> on and and bellying up to the dinner table or something yeah <laughs> So was that last weekend that you did that? That was last weekend. We camp and trip with all all the kids except the youngest one and uh, TJ and his <laughs> family and two grandkids. So that was awesome. They so, got wandering around there along this river and there was a bunch of these service berries. And boy, it's a bumper crop of any kind of berry or choke cherry or any of those kind of things. Anything growing wild around here, boy, it's... It was a wet, cool spring, and and boy, you just picked them by the handfuls. And uh, I was out there with my grandson named Wilson, and uh, boy, he was he was gobbling up those service berries like crazy. It was pretty funny. <laughs> That's cool. So we they, uh... he wasn't putting very many in the bucket. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I wouldn't have been either. <laughs> so. You don't have to fight any bears in the situation. You always hear about bears. Uh, in the very you know, I about half expected to see a black bear show up on the other side of the river there and stuff, but yeah, there's probably a few around. But but they're black bears aren't that aggressive around here. I know some places there are. They can be a kind of a problem, but now we got grizzlies just over on the other side in Montana who kind of wander over our way mm-hmm. every once in a while we hear about so i haven't seen any myself but they're coming so well that's cool it's kind of cool it's exciting but as long as you're as long as you're safe it's cool i yeah. don't want to meet them yeah I, I don't want to i'm okay with it i guess but you know they the thing with the species like that wolves would be the same thing is it's not the animal that's the yeah it's the all the stuff that comes with it uh, all the rules regulations and can't do this can't do that and don't look at them sideways and whatever that can be mm-hmm. a little tough especially for our livestock producers absolutely can't do this can't do that but uh well, well you got a I, big uh, project we've been we've been kind of messaging back and forth coming up for a big christmas uh order was half yeah. a dozen spurs. Now it's eight pair of spurs. And I, <laughs> I got to build some not... spur straps for all those too. I was trying not to think about it. The mass production of that, which, you know, 
when I worked for Greg, we built 1500 a month. So, uh, I'm building eight pair of spurs and I think it's mass production, but yes, that's a, a very nice order. Um, something that I don't normally do, but this is an extremely good customer and somebody that I'm honored that has asked me to build a, an everyday pair of spurs that they can use. And so, um, I'm excited to do it. And that's also not something that I'm doing a lot of, but as I said, there, there's exceptions to every rule that I put out there for myself. And and uh, I don't know if we should say the customer name or not, should we? What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. Yes, he... I suppose we I, could. The Wagon Hound Ranch in Wyoming. We've, we've yeah. had several meetings there and done quite a bit of work for them and, and stuff. That's been... They got a great horse breeding program right there on the ranch there's a two and a half acre indoor heated arena douglas wyoming nicest indoor arena i was ever at through all the rodeo and and all the stuff i went to that's the nicest that was so cool that's really a nice place it is it's uh it's a showcase place and and things are in order it kind of looks like they're going to be able to keep the keep the ranch intact and in the family and going into what do they call it perpetuity or whatever so it's uh really really happy to see what's going on there i was there a year ago this spring and spent a couple days there cleaning up some collections and whatnot and what a privilege to do work for an outfit like that so that's cool well and i i um it's an honor for them to ask me to build something that they're going to use every day. And, and we both, we've talked, we talked so much about the, the, what do you, the high end exclusive museum type collector type pieces that we create that we both are trying to build a business model around. Um, but it is, it is also very nice for somebody to, Hey, I want to use this every day. And, and I mean, eight pair of spurs are probably not going to spend $10,000 on a pair of spurs for everybody. So I, I get that. Um, but they say, Hey, we really want to use this every day. And, and, uh, we've, we've chosen you to do it, Willie. I'm like, awesome. That's just, it's just way cool. <laughs> so, but they're all the, the shape and shank and, uh, row, all that stuff is, all the same you're just going to have to do some sizing for for men and women for foot size and stuff right that's so right. you can be more efficient with that can't you with, with oh yes 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 be you, you this is it's yes it can be a lot more efficient and it can happen um yeah it, it can happen a lot quicker and it's, it's less thinking i it less thinking but harder to stay focused on a deal like this like it's easy to go from one step to the next on one pair of spurs well four pairs into it you're like oh my gosh didn't i just do this and at my personality it just bugs the crap out of me because i'm doing the same thing over and over but yes uh, shop time it's, it's much more efficient and you'll do them all at the same time right do all the stages at one time and so that saves setup time and and all that and and in a lot of ways like i I encourage fellas that are just getting started to do this type of work because um it teaches you you know if you like so welding for instance if i weld one pair of spurs there's four welds five six eight welds on a shank but it's not it's not the repetitiveness of it you really don't learn anything about the time you get in a groove well you're done so 
anytime you do mass production work, it teaches you the skill set because you do it over and over and over again and you get constant, you get focused in on that task. So there's positives. Well, that you, you had a similar experience when you were working for Greg, it was 1500 bits or yeah, bits, bits a month, spurs. wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And spurs. Uh, so that I agree a hundred percent that that kind of repetition at a younger age is really valuable. And, uh, I had that when I was building gun holsters in a shop in twin falls way back when, and, and uh, production shop, our goal was to block out, uh, by that we mean, uh, holsters completely put together and wet blocked in some aluminum, uh, shapes that were the shape of the gun and uh, our goal per day was 300 holsters a day a day and a day and we had a crew of about 12 or 13 people and uh, it was a pretty well-oiled machine we didn't always get to 300 but uh well i learned at 19 years of age i learned how to run a sewing machine now and uh, well, that's right. well I I had probably more hours on a on a Randall and a and a Landis three sewing machine harness stitcher than by the time I was twenty that most saddle makers probably don't get in a lifetime because you sure you don't stand at that machine for eight hours a day <clears throat> and uh, boy you learn how to run them. You you know I was talking to um, Gary Gist one time and Gary told me that his crews the the skill set of his crew was was better than like a guy like me as individuals because a guy that soldered all day long all year long would damn sure know how to solder where yep. Um, yep. an individual you know you do, like i said just barely gets it so that that is absolutely a way to to learn how to do a skill set just do it all day every day well, and that's that's missing from the current kind of generation coming up. It seems like a lot of a lot of people are jumping off into the the more challenging stuff with not a lot of repetition uh, for things. Yeah. So, of course, it's just not the production shops there used to be either. That's that's part of our problem too. But well, the production shops have changed, right? I mean. Um, the Kerry Killies of the world and in my industry of uh, through casting and all that, they're able to, to get a lot of the product in house, mostly built before they ever touch it. And uh, which is awesome. It's, it's an intelligent business plan to do that. Um, uh, Jim Edwards and, and his bits the same way as, as much as he can get built out of shop and before it ever gets to his, the, the more, the more efficient the business will be. So um, and the more you know your your cost, the the less time. So as we have discussed, and we'll probably talk more about this later, but time and time management and knowing how much time you're spending on something is extremely difficult uh, managing a shop. So if you if you if you minimize your hands, your time, then it, it, in a production way, it makes it a lot easier. Um, time management, holy cow. <laughs> We were yeah. talking earlier before we clicked on record about time management, billable hours, all that kind of stuff. Kind of the number one bugaboo in a shop like ours. 
where the CEO slash janitor and the only guy in the middle making any money or cash flow is the, the only guy making any cash flow is the guy in the middle. And um, I've been asked, how do I, how do I get more billable hours in the shop? And I've only been thinking about it for 22 of my 24 years in business. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's a great question. Uh, well, I, I discussed it with Troy and Bo and Sean did young while we were in, in Kansas and they just give me the same look. I give everybody else that asked me the question. It's like, well, and there's ideas, but it's difficult. I don't know. I don't, it's hard to cut. It's hard to cut the fat off the hog on a type situation. I mean, if you have buddies calling in, just burning up your day, well, that's easy, right? I mean, you minimize those type of things. But uh, there's so many different tasks. Maybe that's a good a good way for me and you to talk about it right here is what burns up the day? What takes you away from the bench? What are we doing that takes us away from the bench? That Let's identify those things. Uh, social media is one, right? No, it's uh that's a tough question and and especially for both of us at a, this point in our careers because we're becoming more well known all the time. Uh mm. that's what we bargained for. <laughs> that's mm. what we that that's what we signed on for. We get we're getting what we what we bargained for, but but uh but also opportunity. There's just so much more opportunity to do things. Um interact with different things for example i got a um a, they call it an idaho saddle maker summit coming up here this first weekend let's see second weekend of september so when people hear this it'll be the coming weekend and there'll be 30 30 31 saddle makers from around the state i think there's been there's a few sneaking over from montana one from wyoming but uh all funded by the Idaho Commission on the Arts, which I worked with before, and uh, so <laughs> that it just seems like the the opportunities are just finding me. And then I open my mouth. Oh yeah, I could do a little presentation and lead a discussion about some design stuff. So <laughs> well, that's gonna. There you go. I ain't getting paid a, a dime, not a nickel for for any of well, that stuff and was on a zoom call yesterday with that so the that was part my is saying no you just well, have to say no to some of that stuff to some of it but some of it also helps with this recognition thing and and that we're trying to build the marketing and branding of our name and the value the perceived value of our work so at times you have to, you have to say yes. So I feel like, I, I feel like we do that. We, we need to go do some of these presentations and, and be up front in front of our peers and in our marketplace. Um, I think it's very important, but then, but then if you don't have the courage to, to charge for the increase in perceived value uh, of, of your, of your reputation and work, then, then we never get paid for that time that you're talking about right there. So. I, you know, there's, there's things that I don't calculate in the billable hours, like, like Patreon, um, Patreon's one that takes a little bit. Social media is one that takes away that there's no really value, but schools are another one. 
uh, I'm not uh, I'm not clocking in and clocking out for a school, but Patreon and the schools definitely add to the bottom line of of the business, which there is value. There's immediate value in those efforts uh, for sure, which is a good thing, um, especially if you can capitalize maximize the profitability on the like patreon we can get thousand people following us on patreon for the same amount of effort we're putting in for one person and get paid that much more ah, now we're making sense right mm-hmm. that's good mm-hmm. no that's uh that's uh that's the struggle it seems like and i for me i people probably think i'm pretty organized i'm really not uh <laughs> you follow me around in a day you and getting things lined out. I know uh, one of the things that uh, I always stub my toe on is is having a scheduled workflow. And I'll hmm. go on fits and starts. You know, I'll have things all teed up for the next day or for the next week, and then uh, and it's easier to stay on track with that. It's, it's easier to say no to disruptions and interruptions and stuff like that when you got a workflow going. And a yep. momentum. There's such a thing as momentum, and uh, yep. but and you get momentum, and then then the trouble is that the task is to try to keep it, and it's hard. Yep. It's really hard to keep momentum. Well, you you see this, it too. Isn't momentum a big deal in this picture? Oh, it's a huge deal. And this week sucked because I've been gone for two weeks, right? So you want to talk about no momentum, and and. And there was Monday morning, there was an awful lot of life back in the shop that wanted me to pay attention to it. All I wanted to do was work because I got to get my 40 hours in, right? I'm That's the new goal, 40 billable hours. And so I'm like, that is eight hours, eight billable hours a day. I'm like, there's not a lot of room for other activities other than being clocked in. And it was a real struggle. And at the end of Monday, I had six, I had six and a half hours family running everywhere, which is awesome. I, I, I would never, ever want that not to be there, but it was like, Oh my gosh. And and it was a volleyball game Monday afternoon. So I thought that peeled me out at four 30. So I'm like, all right, I'll go do that. And as soon as I get back from that, well, I'll clock back in and get my another hour and a half. Katie will be busy and the girls will be doing their stuff. So I won't, I won't upset the apple cart. Well, I get to the volleyball game. My mom and dad show up. Trav and my sis show up. And all the kids. And I, I didn't get clocked in. There wasn't any way in hell. And I didn't want to, right? So, yeah. so as I'm going to bed, I thought, well, I have another option here. Is I can either stay up late, which didn't work last night. And that's not really my personality at all. Or I can get up early. Same amount of hours of sleep. What are you going to do? So I clocked, I, I got up at, at three o'clock Tuesday morning, was in the shop by three fifteen. had a few little details to take care of that were away from being clocked in. I was clocked in by three thirty six, and by noon of that day, which I stopped for breakfast and, and, uh, and again, families in and out and around, but, uh, by noon on Tuesday, I had seven and a half hours of work. Oh, so smokes. Then, <laughs> so th- so then I can start catching up, right? If you do that, then you can start catching up. And then and then guess what? At a volleyball game, 
Tuesday afternoon, had to leave at 2.45, so I only got another hour and a half in. <laughs> like, so I didn't catch up that much. I was on pace to, and I knew all that was coming. I didn't realize everything was happening on Monday, but I knew it was coming on Tuesday, so that's why I got up at 3 o'clock. And, and, uh, and then cotton picking Macy, Macy, the oldest that she was, that was her volleyball game on Tuesday and she didn't get home from the volleyball game. We went and watched her game and then left her there to watch, be with her team. And, uh, she didn't get home till 1030 and Katie had a school board meeting. So I had to pick her up at 1030. That was a long ass day. Right? I was like <laughs> three o'clock till 1030 and you didn't get yeah. to bed till 11. <laughs> yeah and so yeah. it was 10 30 it was 10 30 when i got to bed she got there about 10 15 and so next morning i did not get up at three o'clock i got up at four <laughs> o'clock <laughs> right <laughs> but but then guess what i got up at 3 30 the next morning and, uh, and so yesterday morning i was up at 3 30 i had 9.6 billable hours at the end of the day yesterday so today i only had to have six billable hours and uh, i think that's the recipe for me to get going at it is, is I got to have a schedule. I got to have momentum and I want it to be the same every day. That's like, that's my personality. I want stuff to be the same clickety, 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 but that's not the way life is running right now. So I have to learn to be a little more flexible and some people can say, no, I'm going to go in and work till midnight. Uh, I'm the, other, I'm the opposite. I'll start work at three o'clock, right? alarm will go off at three o'clock if i need to but so is it hard to get up you have to drag yourself out of bed or or you normally bounce out of bed when the alarm goes off if i had it my way um i'd hit the alarm i'd hit the snooze once and that's not good i do better if i just get out of bed but if i had my druthers i'd rather hit the snooze once this week i've not hit it one time i just i gotta go and so I got a little, I got a little energy, uh, newfound energy, because I've I've set this goal, and and there's I'm being held accountable for it. So, so I got to go, and I hate to disappoint myself or others. And so I've set this goal myself. So I've been bouncing out. This morning I did not want to bounce out at four o'clock. I was like, this sucks. But once if I'll get out of bed, I'm good. If I'll stand up. Then it's like, well, here I am. Way we go. And I've always been that way. I used to set the alarm across the room in college when I worked for Greg. Because who knows what would be going on in, in, in that time in life. And who knows when I'd go to bed. So I had to set the alarm across the room. And I didn't want to wake everybody else up. Or they'd start yelling at me. Turn your alarm off. So <laughs> so I set it across the gotcha. room. Running over there. Yeah. So well, you wake up awake. Uh-uh. No, I want to drink up. I want to drink a cup of coffee. I haven't done it this week. I've been doing that. So that's that's been my routine. Get up, drink a cup of coffee, read my devotion, and then go to work. Not this week. I've just been coming out and going at it. Drink my coffee while I'm clocking in. Or like this morning, there was emails and some things like that that I needed to look back on. And uh, so I responded to some emails i've been sending emails out about four or five o'clock of course when everybody else gets up the normal world happens well then it's at eight o'clock and i don't respond back till the next day and i i don't know if that's good or not either things would happen faster if i check back in after lunch or something but i haven't 
I know some people just wake up hard. They just wake up hard. It just takes a long, long time to get wheels moving and stuff. And yeah. And for me, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if this is a learned behavior or what, but when I get open my eyes, I, I'll bet within less than five minutes, I could, I could be reading an article that's kind of intense. Oh, yeah. I'm good. Even before coffee. Yeah, 15 minutes. I can do it, right? Um, yeah. I, I can do it, I, I, but I, I just soon relax. Like, I enjoy that little quiet time in the morning. But Oh, I love it. So, you know, I love it. So <clears throat> what, ta- what takes you away from? What, what, yeah, what it's takes not you away any from? one thing. That's, and that's part of the problem. If it were one or two mm-hmm. things, it'd have a bullseye on it. But mm-hmm. but it's just a whole bunch of little things that, that just kind of slice things up. Um, and all of it, probably, I could lump almost, not all of it, but most of it into a category, like I said there earlier, that it's uh, just some things that I've said yes to, some kind of mm-hmm. obligation of some kind that that's going to require me to be on this call or mm-hmm. talk to this person about that or um just things like that uh, and then every once in a while just trying to get my legs going like i said about the workflow i just haven't done a, a good job of planning out a workflow say see i think i said earlier before we started our recording about tca deadline was of course first of august or whatever Mm. So, you know, you're bearing down to get that done, get things out. Well, that takes a certain amount of energy to get that done. And then, but then I, when I do that, I'm not planning the next step all that well. I'm not, I'm not taking time to plan the, the next workflow of the next week, the next day, whatever. So it's like the air went out of the balloon <laughs> and yeah, the, well. all that stuff got shipped and you're standing around, you know, flat-footed, don't really have any momentum, got to get it back, and struggling to get it get it going again. So One of the things I did yesterday was was send that email with the drawing of the spurs to make for Wagon yeah. Hound, and, and, I, and I was like, God, I want to do this. But I wanted to make sure that when I get done with this project, and I have a week or two left on it, depending on what all happens, but... Um, there's, there's, there may be a couple of, well, and I got a spur workshop in, in a week from now. So, um, I just wanted to make dang sure that I had stuff lined up and that's been a huge problem of mine in the years past, right? Is especially if you have a week long project that I having the next one lined up has been a problem. And so I was trying to rectify that problem right there by not waiting until I'm done with this one to start the next one. You know, these conversations, I know we have yet to find a way to monetize it, but these kind of conversations are very, very valuable, even if they weren't recorded, because they're part of a a routine and stuff. And in some sense, maybe in an indirect way, we're holding each other accountable. Mm -hmm. And uh, here's what could be maybe a little bit of a, a product of that, that is... I was just telling my wife the other day, um, I have a saddle tree ordered 
for next year's TCA show. And I've yeah. already started artwork on a briefcase that I plan on building. And I've got some concepts I have for months and months on another, another deal. That is months and months and months ahead of where I've ever been for the last mm-hmm. 25 years. That's cool. I don't, I, I don't know how I can explain that, but just being well, accountable, talking to somebody who's, you got a shared adversity and all of that kind of stuff, I think helps. Well, I'll share more later, but about what I'm about to say, but I'm being held accountable in my 40 hours. You mm-hmm. know what pisses me off about it? Why am I not disciplined enough to do it on my own? <laughs> I've known it forever. All I had to do was do it. And I've spent 22 of the 25 years, 44 years I've been in business, um, spreadsheeting and time, like the time journaling deal that, that Mike had us do. I mean, there's, that's how we start to figure it out. I mean, I hired Eli a week after I started time journaling. I wasn't smart enough to see that the other 20 years I've been in business. Like, I don't understand why I have to, have somebody hold me accountable. And the other thing, like you want to talk about the greatest benefit of the TCA is you and I are held accountable to build the three best things we've ever made in our entire life each and every year. You don't have to have the TCA to do that, but I've have to have the TCA for me to do it. I wouldn't do it. Otherwise I just build the next order. That pressure comes to bear when you're riding for the brand. And, uh, it does. And the results of those efforts is very obvious in the in the in the um, progress of our skill set as craftsmen, right? I mean, we're way better makers now than we used to be because of that accountability mm-hmm. factor. Yep, yep, yep. Hundred percent, my friend. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's uh, it's. You said it earlier in the conversation. We're the president, CEO, chief cook, bottle washer, janitor, accountant. Yep. You know, yep. you wear all those hats. And yep. that's, I guess, in a way, I'm, I don't want to make it sound like I'm justifying things, but craftsmen a couple of generations ago, three generations ago, didn't have to, one man shop didn't have to, uh, we just didn't have to worry about that stuff. There, all that there wasn't any social media, no computer, no internet. You didn't have to. You you weren't the advertising department, the marketing department, the ordering department, shipping and fulfillment department, production. I mean, there's a lot of hats to wear. You have to be proficient at all of those things, or find a way to hire somebody to do that. Sure, that's all. That's all tough stuff. And that's, that's how I guess I explain it, how, how it is that we're, we're not, not been able to get stuff figured out. (laughs) There's only so much gray matter to, to assume all these tasks. There's only so much. And, and I think hiring somebody like, that's my favorite way to go about it. Cause I know what I want to do and I, and I think I know what I'm good at. So (laughs) I want to do those things. And so social media. Why not? Right. Why not hire somebody? But then that means, okay, you're going to spend 500 to a thousand dollars a month on somebody to run your social media. And you're like, well, how the hell is that going to be monetized? Right. How do I get that paid for? So in order to hire somebody to do these jobs, you got to make enough money in the day to pay for them. 
But in order to make enough money to pay for them, you got to you got to have the marketing and branding set to where the perceived value matches what you need to mm-hmm. make and mm-hmm. or work 25 of the 24 hours a day, which is a little hard to do. So it's a it's a catch 22, you know, I don't know. You just have to go at it one step at a time. Do what you can and and maximize the efforts with all that. Patreon, I mean, you got to start. Patreon's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful platform for us to do a little work and get monetized on it and create some marketing and branding within our peers and all that. Patreon By the way, been another one of those accountability things. Because these people are, I think I've got, I'm hovering right around 150 subscribers and uh, I owe them something. I got to come up. That keeps my mind engaged. I got to come up with something. That's right. uh, I feel bad if I've gone a few days without content on there. Well, I I went two weeks in Kansas, right? And I posted a couple pictures, but I was like, man, I feel bad. You know, I want those guys to get their value. No different customer of my bits or spurs so i've been doubling up this week um i did i did on monday and and uh workshop wednesday was wednesday so that wasn't anything major but i making sure that i, I want to make sure that they get their value uh, as to what what i'm putting out there and i it, at the price point that what i have which we've been challenged on that price point um saying that that we we're offering more value than what we have there which i I can't disagree with, I think we're creating the value, but I want to make damn sure I'm creating the value for them. And, and I actually have no idea how to put a number on the value of that. I don't know what it is, but got a lot of content, don't we? Oh man. Yeah. I'm coming up on two years. I think it, it has been two years. It's either been August or September. I started two years ago. So yeah, I'm, I didn't I'm start not stopping that anytime soon. That's been working really good, I think, in in many ways. Oh, I I should spend a little time away from the bench trying to figure out how to how to grow that side of my business as well, um, because there there's a there's a ton out there, and uh, I don't know exactly how to. I don't, I, I don't know how to grow that market. I mean, you got 150, I'm at 100, and I was kind of stagnated at 100. And they come and go, you know, people come mm-hmm. and go, but mm-hmm. it, it's, it's right at 100. And I don't, I don't know. There are more than 100 bankers out there. I'd say that. Yeah, so, yeah. I, <clears throat> I think it's a pretty significant value for people. Um, so yeah, uh, you could subscribe to, and see every bit of content i put on there for 216 dollars a year i challenge you to find a better bargain yeah. for information than that so but yeah, exactly anyway we, we talk about all the struggle and struggle 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 trying to figure this out trying to figure that out but we wouldn't we wouldn't change the script would we go get uh, you a job in the oil patch and make a quarter of a million dollars and no, Laugh I mean all I, the way to the bank. Struggle, struggle is not a not a bad word. Work is not a bad word to me. Um, struggle is a part of the journey. Is part of the how are we going to get better? Which is a huge part of our personality, right? How we get better. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I think we ought to explain that um, for everybody listening. That I'm not 
this is a wonderful experience of what I'm going through. Great. I picked, I picked this path. I love it. I absolutely do not want to change course. I just want to make the course better. So that's the struggle. How do we fix this? We're problem solvers. And, uh, yeah, I hope people don't think that we're whining because this is so hard. No, I retired at 25 years old, so I'm pretty damn happy. <laughs> <laughs> you told me, I, I don't know, some months ago, maybe last winter or spring or something, you, you and Pop were headed someplace and you were, you were launching about all the struggle this, struggle that, and on and on. And your dad says, well, maybe you should consider a cur- career change. A career change, yeah. <laughs> What the hell are um, you thinking? <laughs> exactly. I know. He he had to know what he was saying. Um, he absolutely He knew did. that that he was just turning it around. Okay, let's get some perspective, kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it's but a at way the same of... time, it's not it's good to talk about our, our shared adversity. I keep saying that over and over again, but that's that's what that's what helps keep the, the wheels greased and keep things moving forward is to talk about uh, our challenges that uh, are in we have in common and that kind of thing that's part of this podcast that's a big part of what why we're doing it well it, uh, exactly and and uh, you know so without a guest today here you and i are talking about shop stuff and and uh, the the challenges of the day um the is i think i i i would think that there's value in that because i Everybody that's in business, whether it's road construction or, or uh, you know what we're doing, the business spurs or, or saddles, uh, it's, it's they're very similar. The challenges are very similar. How are we maximizing our efforts for what we're trying to do? And and uh, time management, time management is a huge thing with everybody. Um, so I'm, yeah, I I I I think there's value in it what we got here too back on value here i go with value again sorry well my my mantra i came up with here a few years ago it it ain't easy but it ain't bad oh no i think when you think of life in general that that way if you expect it to be easy you're going to be in for a long struggle whatever it is you do I wish people could see the smile on our faces. We're talking about these things, right? They're getting more mm-hmm. billable hours and getting up at three o'clock in the morning. If, what CEO doesn't, right? I mean, if you're going to, if you're the, the more you get paid, the more responsibility you have. And like my brother-in-law, Travis, who, who runs a big chemical, chemical sales. He's, he's the, he's the main man with all that. That man works incredible amount of hours um and you know and has a a ton of responsibility a ton of employees and all that well yeah he gets paid for it but he earns every penny he gets i promise and um you can't just sit back and have it come to you that's not it you're going to be waiting a long time if you're waiting for it to come to you um but at the same time we talked about this before that whole attitude of abundance and stuff like that, mm. where, where you, you, you set things up and it, and to some degree that whatever it is, that opportunity will find you, but you got to do the legwork to be, to create that opportunity to, and, uh, I think I've used this analogy before 
maybe, I don't know. I think I talked to you about it. I don't know if we've had it on the podcast or not, but to me, it's like, uh, uh, the sports analogy, you're, you're warming up the bench. You're down. And I know how that is. I warmed the mm. bench a lot when I was growing up in a small school. <laughs> right. <laughs> was, right. But, but I went to all the, the ball camps and, uh, and practiced and practiced, practiced my free throws and practiced and practiced and practiced thousands and thousands of shots and all mm-hmm. year long. And what I was, what was I preparing for? That opportunity when the coach says, get in there, kid. I wanted to yep. be ready for that opportunity. And I think yep. that's, that's life. That's life. Be well, ready for opportunity. You're going to have to put the work in to, to be ready for that. You can't Katie sit and, and wait for that, for wait to be ready and hope that you'll be ready. <laughs> you'll be standing there flat-footed with your teeth in your mouth and concrete shoes, and you have no idea what's going on. You got to be you, ready you, when they say, get in the game, kid. And you got you to gotta learn how to enjoy the process of the journey, right? Um, mm-hmm. Katie and mm-hmm. I both are are... are very encouraging, I guess, is a way to put it, of our girls playing athletics. I don't care. No, neither one of them are probably going to go to college being a ball player, whatever shape the ball is or whatever the court looks like. More than likely, that's not what they're going to do. And we don't care about that. But we do care that they learn exactly what you just said there. you got to learn to work and put the effort in in order to be able to play. And, and uh, we both don't really uh we hate is a better way to say it participation ribbons right what do, do you earn your ribbons you earn your spot and and uh i think it's very important that that we all learn at whatever age we are that you got to put the effort in in order to get there and uh, if you're going to do it try that's all that matters to me is trying. You don't have to be the world's greatest saddle maker or bit and spur maker in order for me to appreciate what it is that you're doing. As long as you're trying and putting forth the effort and going through the and going through the process properly, shoot, man, I'll, I'm I'm here. I'm here to help any of that and to be a friend for sure. Or a dad with my girls. Come on, girls, get up, go to work. No, it's. Uh... <clears throat> I'm a little jealous of the, watching those kids play. Uh, boy, those were great times watching your kids compete in different things and stuff. So, but wait, as they wait. get older, you're watching them. Uh, you know, when you're they're young, it gets condensed down to a ball game and things like that. But when they when they get all grown up, why then it's life. Then you're watching well, from the sidelines and hoping they don't trip over third base and stuff like that. And, and I uh, have them. I have a sneaking suspicion you're enjoying watching TJ do what he's doing in this knife world, right? <laughs> oh, he's killing it. Yeah, he's doing really good. All the yeah. kids are doing good. Girls oh, are doing yeah. good stuff. So they're. Yep. Yep. Can't can't complain about that at all. I'm pretty thankful. Well, and and it's 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 um it's fun to see that. It's fun to see positive growth and attitude. And I uh. I have a sinking suspicion you'll probably enjoy watching little Willie and what if he keeps eating them service berries like that, he's oh gonna boy. be good, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, got three and a half year old girl, granddaughter, and 
And boy, he the he's what eighteen months or something. Uh, he's motoring around. Boy, he's just a wrecking ball right now. But uh, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that'll be that'll be good to watch them grow up. So. Oh yeah. All fun. I am. So what's the what's what's the project? Where where are you? What are you making on? What do you what, you got a big saddle? Well, or? I got a couple of couple of missteps. I had to correct a couple of small projects for a, a mutual customer of ours, and uh, so I think I'm, I'm going to get that ready to ship those things and and um, oh, the sizing on a pair of spur straps that I had to kind of double clutch on and get those get that figured out and stuff for a pair of Ernie Mars spurs, Uh-oh. and uh, so they're that's there you pretty go. cool. But uh, got a rough out saddle. I'm going to try to make some hay out of that on Patreon and stuff. People, you get, you, you talked about your spurs, uh, working spurs and, and mostly undecorated, uh, eight pair of them. And I uh, got a rough out here on the rack. That got the ground seat in and stuff. And, and uh, I just love, love it. I know I, yeah. I've been known for all the flowers and decoration and creativity and stuff like that, but I'll never turn down a, uh, a rough out saddle. I just love them. That's crazy. So I'm, yep. I'm busily turning it down, right? My, the rough out pair of spurs, I'm like, nope, all oh, so-and-so. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they were one right after another, okay. You know, that's, right. but you break it up. I mean, you can make their, you can make them so efficiently. They're just, you know, no wait and time. No, you know, that project doesn't grow roots on the stand. And, uh, and you get right. dialed in to the, the architecture, the lines, getting all that mm-hmm. stuff as best you can. I mean, you do, you do that on your other saddles too, but, but, uh, they're just something about a rough out. That's just cool. I don't know, you know what it is. The way. The, I, it's similar to me going to the forge and the anvil and, and making a steak flipper or something like that. I don't have to spend days and days sanding all that crap out and putting a finish on it, rubbing on it with the rocks and all that business. Is it, is it when I'm done with a hammer, by golly, it's done. So whether it's a half a day or a day or whatever of, of forging, and Pablo's my uh, uh, fireplace tool set for this year's mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. i mean there's there's plenty of time and me banging on that dang thing but it stopped at the hammer and that was fun I, I just that is fun for me to do too and there's a ton of creativity in that for me so i i just enjoy the heck out of it i get it i understand where you're coming from i understand well that uh that strikes right near the core of i think what really at the very base level, what, why we do what we do, and that's keeping our hands busy and building stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just trying to find a way to make it pay the bills. <laughs> well, so. the creative itch, right, is, is the fulfilling that creative itch. And um, I got to tell you, the, the, the little journey that I'm on with 40 billable hours and and making a business out of my job, right? I've created a pretty good job for myself the last 24 years. But a business, eh, that's arguable because the minute I stop, no no work gets done. So for me to 
be thinking along the creative lines of how am I going to create a business? That's kind of, I, I think I might get into this, right? Now, now, if it takes me away of scratching my creative itch, I'm going to be ticked off. Um, but <laughs> the the added goal of 40 billable hours a week has certainly filled that, scratched that bucket for me because I'm there's plenty of, plenty of time to do that. But I, I'm thinking a lot about how to, be creative with that type of stuff. Yeah, I don't. I need some. I need some. There needs to be some. Uh, what do you call it? Gesture thinking here on all that <laughs> gesture drawing. Well, you said uh, hiring Eli was a major, major component in uh, getting more more production coming out of your shop and stuff. But you got kind of a hybrid situation. We probably talked about this before about how he he's got his own deal going, and I've been watching him on there on the internet and stuff. He's he's getting looking pretty handy there. Yeah. But he he's kind of on call. Is that? That's exactly right. Would that be he's, a way to describe the employment he has with you? Exactly. That's exactly right. And so it works out great for both of us. And and Eli's gonna. He's going to, he's going to get up here and, and, and a given amount of time, I don't know what that is. I'm going to keep him as long as I can, but he'll get up here. He says, you know what, Willie, I'm making more money for myself and I got plenty of things going on and, and you've given me a good foundation to build off of. I'm gone. It's coming. I know it is at some point. And I'm not saying in the next month, I'm not saying in the next year, I don't know when it'll be, but there will be a point. And, and the, the example that what Eli has taught me here is I think it can be duplicated with other folks. And I think that I think I'm creating a ton of value for Eli and not only exposure to working with me, but, but the understanding of how to manage time um, to run the business and, and the things that, that you need to start doing. I'm doing 24 years into my career. If I'd have started the time journaling, if I started time journaling it when I got first got started, I would have a lot more knowledge of how to make it all work. And uh, so, uh, you know, uh, I don't know where my next next person will come from. Um, I hope it's not for a while. But when I do, it's certainly something I'm going to advertise is, hey, do you have a business? Are you wanting to make it better as a bit and spur maker? Um, I can help you if you'll help me. Well, there we go. And now Eli's in there running the laser right now. And uh, there's certainly some added value to the business with that machine running too. That is a positive, positive for both of us. So it's almost like an intern. Could you call it almost like an intern I, situation? I would. I, I yes, absolutely. An in-house intern. They're they're trying to learn, build build up a business, uh, in, increase their skill set, but yep. they're also there to help you. And they're on the clock. They're getting paid by the hour um, for specific tasks. And well, it could be, it, it could mean running something to the post well, office or whatever. Could be that, something like that. He, he's taking care of all the mailing, postages, postage, things like that. Um, the week before I left to go to Kansas, it was, it was uh, two a days for Macy. You can't imagine how many times Eli had to go take her at 6.30 in the morning, pick her up at 8 o'clock, go back at 10.30. I'm like, good gosh, that would have killed me from the work ethic, right? And the, and the momentum, the momentum of the day. Every time you 
break and go do that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's an hour before you yeah. get all settled back in and going what you were doing. Even if it's a five minute trip to town, um, it's 30 minutes minimum. So, uh, it, it, that has been an incredible blessing in my, in my day to have Eli taking care of that stuff. Well, and I, well, I don't day comes when he decides it's time to move on. Who knows when that'll be, but, uh, I think there'll be young people busting down your door to become an intern in your shop. Well, I hope so, to tell you the truth. And and uh, and there's liable to be a turnover rate. And a guy say, "Look, I can't spend a year with you. I, I don't. I don't want to move to Cristobal for a year. But what are we going to do?" And and those are things that I have to start figuring out. Um, the longer somebody can stay with me, the longer, the more value they're going to have for me, because you are going to do things for me that make me money. That's you're going to pay your, your way. That's, that's what every employee does. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so, so as I train them up in the shop to do certain tasks, the less training I have to do, the more money it'll, it'll create for the, the, well, let's, let's, let's change the word money in the time, the less time I have to take away from what it is that I do in order to make you operate. So, you know, these will be things. Hopefully I do have a large selection of people and I can, I can help a lot of different ones, but I don't know. I, I, I couldn't, I know your situation is different because you work out of your house and all that, but man, you ought to look at it. It's crazy how much, oh, I how am. much different I am. I, you know, talking to TJ there last weekend on that camping trip about, not a lot. I mean, it's camping, so we don't talk business mm-hmm. much there. But, but uh, how well that's working. They went. He gone to four ten-hour days, so he's mm-hmm. got three-day weekend and been doing that for two or three weeks now. So they get their forty hours in four days. I'm good with Think that. Think about that. <laughs> so well. then uh, on Friday, then that's a day that some family things kind of tidy up business and tie up a few loose ends, probably mostly non-billable stuff, of course. And, but then go into the weekend with a lot of boxes checked without having to, so, of course, on Friday, there's uh, businesses are open. You know, you got some banking to do. Or you got different things yeah. going on with that. Well, that, so, so that's very interesting. That allows a lot of the office admin let's put it administrative type things that have to happen in a business that gives you a full day to do that yep. which honestly is probably enough right there's probably mm-hmm. enough so so he's my question with all that and would be interesting to hear his viewpoints and, and maybe yours right now but there's some things that i don't feel like it's respectful to put off one until but for one day a week does that make sense like Things come in on Monday, and if I wait till Friday before I take care of it, uh, whether it's emails or I know you can't wait wait a, a five days on an email, but that'd be my fear of putting mm-hmm. things off mm-hmm. till Friday. I don't know how to handle that. Well, that'd be interesting. Well, we're both wired the same that way. Um, I try to respond within half a day to an email or even even social media once a day you know i try to go on there okay i'm going to reply to 
these these comments or whatever and even if i'm liking their comment <laughs> i i try to do that once a day i feel i feel an obligation to do that and not wait for a week or five days or whatever you need but i don't know how important there. that is is that that important some of those things i don't, I don't know i think it i think it's rude if we don't but i'm a rude bastard i'm rude <laughs> I go six months <laughs> and I don't, I don't, I don't respond a whole lot. And, and that's very, I feel bad about that, but not bad enough to change what it is I'm doing. I just, I love that. I love the compliments. Um, if it's a question about something specifically, yeah, I, especially before Patreon, I tried to make sure that I, that I helped out that way. But now that I have Patreon, Mm, go to patreon most of the answers are given to you to your questions yep, there yep yep and, yep and and so um and i and but if i get a question on patreon i i try real hard to to i try real hard to answer those but i uh so eli's posting my patreon stuff for me editing my videos and all that does that sound exciting for you <laughs> to have somebody <laughs> do all that but yes he's oh, doing man. those things he does do those things for me. And so, um, if I, if I get a question, I'm not seeing it and, and Eli may or may not be checking it as well. I'm not sure I've instructed him to do that. So, so there's some things there that I, I might be, uh, a little loose on that as well, but I, I try to make sure I answer everything there. Now, if it's a comment on Patreon or they say, well, nice work, Willie, you did great. Knock that one out of the park. You're the best, whatever. <laughs> Thank you but I, 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 I'm not responding <laughs> to a lot of that. Well, I was talking to my buddy, Jeff Miner here just a couple of days ago. And, and, uh, I don't know how we got on the subject, but the whole legacy thing and, and whatnot, I guess if there was ever an itch to, that needed to be scratched, it's already scratched. I don't, you know, the whole attention that social media gives me, I, I could mm -hmm. I could pretty easily live without all that, all the attaboys and whatnot. I mean, not that I don't like it. It's just that well, we do. But after a while, it, you know, it's it gets kind of routine, doesn't it? Well, and, and this I'm gonna go back to what my pop told me one time as I started going, and I believe me, I don't I, <laughs> for for algorithms of social media absolutely please comment tell me how what you think right good or bad i don't care tell me i need comments on social media to make it be seen to the world or facebook just oh nobody's interested so we're not going to show it to anybody but um my dad said pick six people and those people are the ones that the only ones that really matter right so my mama told me two days into my career that i was the best mom's not one of the six people I love her, but she's not one of the six people that really understands what she's looking at. And so I love for my mom and everybody else to comment and tell me how good I am or, or even how bad I am. Right. I mean, that it fits into the same category. If you're not one of those six people, it's probably not going to register big things with me. And, and I, Again, that sounds terrible because I need people to comment. I want people to comment. And it does make me feel good for people to say um, that they like what it is I'm doing. But 
you can't read that press. You can't sit there and believe every word they say. And, um, uh, it, and it can consume so much of your day of commenting back on it. It's like, man, I don't see the value in that for myself of, of commenting back. So I don't know. You feel well, the a big way? part of it is just a, it can be an ego trip. And, and yeah. I'm neither of us are immune from that. Uh, no, Evan's but not. after a while, it gets. It's just like the uh, the whole how dopamine works. Well, only dopamine only wants more. That's, <laughs> right. that's the drug of more. And uh, so somewhere along the way, it got to transition to more of the other neural neurochemicals and and stuff and. And that's where I just go back to the shop. That's that's what gives me my charge and the well, the gratification of actually building this stuff. And uh, you know, all the attaboys after a while that gets little little old. Don't, I guess don't don't lose sight on where you want to take your work and where your journey is headed. So if Facebook is telling you how good you are. Look at your look at your your goals and look at your journey. And if you want to use that to help you get there as energy, awesome. I I know rodeo guys that use the negative to help them get there. Is they were they were very negative individuals that anytime something bad happened, man, you want to talk about fuel the fire? They just <clears throat> they just went on and on and and they whooped everybody's butt the next time. So. It, it doesn't just know your goals. Don't lose sight of your goals. I don't want to walk around patting myself on the back. That's not for me to do. Um, I, we all put our britches on the same way. So I'm, I'm just not going to, um, get too worked up over the greatest and all that. that and especially in our world, Carrie, it's a matter of opinion as to who's the greatest. So my mama said I was the greatest. So there you go. Mark, mark that off the calendar. We're the greatest, but but your mama thinks you're the greatest. Well, I'm not mad at her thinking you're the greatest, <laughs> right? So, so uh, you just you, you you don't lose sight of the picture. Good or bad press can derail you to losing sight of your picture. And if you think you're good enough, well, guess what? Here comes Eli. He's going to smoke us all if I'm not careful. So. Well, friend, we. We've carved up another hour, and uh, you got work right in front of you. I got to get some finish on these small projects and get them in a box, and get them shipped out of here, and move into a weekend of ranch work and stuff here. So, so um, got a question for you. Okay, what's your goal for billable hours next week? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> what's well, your goal, Schwartzy? Well, I, I'm. I know. One day, uh, Friday our summits Friday and Saturday, so I'm gonna have to cram Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to get get things going. <laughs> you know uh, what I was. You know what I was told about spending two weeks in August at Emporia. May have to work eighty hours the next week. Ouch. Next two weeks, Willie. Oh, I'm ouch, like, come on, ouch, man. Ouch. <laughs> come on. Well, the good part, though, and and getting back to what we said earlier, have a workflow in front of you. I got a rough out that I got to get cut out. I'll probably be back home on Sunday night, and I'll probably get some things teed up even Sunday night. 
and Monday, it's balls to the wall. I got, so, I, got I, I know exactly what I'm going to be doing. I'm not going to wait till Monday and then scratch my head. Let's see, where do, where do we go? What, what, what's going on yep. here? Yep. That's Me a too. big, that's big. You get, mm-hmm. I, I know I'm going to be able to catch my stride and get that momentum that's so important. Well, so next be... week, actually, it'll get cut off at the end right there. But the, I was just thinking, man, if I can get a candle binding on and sewn before people start showing up, that'll be awesome. And uh, so that's kind of my goal. That's your goal. So 32 hours and four. Yeah, if I can get 32 and four, I'd be I'd have to be pretty happy with that. <laughs> um, well, keep track of your time. I'll ask next week how you did. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, that's 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 the positive benefit here. So anybody that's listening, pick a buddy. You two hold each other accountable. You don't have to. I mean, pick somebody. And 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 that's that's what the TCA's done for us. That's what I'm doing for you. You can do for me, right? I got forty billion dollars. You gotta have somebody in. that's gonna kick you in the ass every once in a while and not and, not believe all the bullshit excuses you keep trotting out here. Cause they don't care. I don't care if you got to leave on yeah. Friday. Right? You set the goal, not me. So I yeah, I threw out thirty two, but but that's that's the deal. And then you just have to report back to somebody. What I think we should obviously build towards is we hold ourselves accountable for those things. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm then you don't have to rely on somebody else. You should be doing it for yourself. And if you can't do it for yourself, you have to have somebody to hold you accountable. Mm, you probably got a motor. You got You got an issue here, but now that I've, now that I've been challenged. Okay. Now I only have to answer to myself. So here we go. I'm All in. Right. I'm in. We'll get All it right. done. Let's go to work. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of talking to you. Yeah, I am too. <laughs> go away. Go away. Here we go. Adios, everybody. All right.